Comic Book Tales is an immersive comic book experience for the new or lapsed comic book fan. I take a closer look at the comics that shaped my childhood and influenced my adulthood. Comic books are an amazing entry into another world and even provide the pictures to complete the fantasy. Join me for a new Comic Book Tales adventure. Hello and welcome to another issue of Comic Book Tales. Today I'm going to take on Armor Wars and I'm going to take a little different spin if you've ever read Armor Wars. It ran from um, November of 1980, I'm sorry, December 1987 to June of 1988. So about a seven month uh, span of books uh, in the Iron Man comic book. So just give a background on Armor Wars. Tony Stark... He defeats a criminal and realizes that some of the tech in the armor that he's defeated the, uh, from the defeated criminal is some of his technology that he's developed. And he goes on this hunt, locks himself in his cave, and, and figures out all the stuff that's been stolen over the years by the ghost and by other uh, individuals uh, that has been appropriated for crime. Uh, and he gets this in his head, I'm going to go destroy all this. And he puts together these nullifier packs, which basically fuse all the circuits in the armor, making them useless and un, you know, unable to uh, be used future by anyone else. Now, it, on the surface of it, that sounds like, okay, cool. You realize stuff's been stolen from you, and you don't want to deal with it, so you just accept that it's going to be something I, I can't change. Unless you're Tony Stark. So you develop these multiple armors that will make it easier for you to track down and defeat all of these criminals who you should have been defeating anyway, but you weren't, uh, and taking the armor from them. So like the Red Dynamo. Red Dynamo has a suit of armor. He's a Russian and Soviet super soldier. And he basically, some of it's been stolen from Tony Stark. So for the whole time, you just let him have this armor, and you never thought, hey, once I've defeated him, maybe I should take it. I don't know. <laughs> the Cobalt Man, same thing. Uh, you defeat the Cobalt Man. Why did you not just take his armor if he's defeated? Why did you let him have it? Um, it's a little suspect when you think about it. But this whole the whole thing progresses. Tony goes on this one-man rampage to destroy all the technology out there. And he doesn't just limit himself to stolen technology like the Cobalt Man or the Ghost. Uh, he actually goes after the Guardsmen, which if you don't are familiar with the Guardsmen, they were actual uh, armor that Tony Stark created for S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, for guarding super, superhuman criminals. So he goes in and he destroys, attempts to destroy at the vault, he attempts to destroy the guardsman armor. Unfortunately, Captain America, currently in his um, costume, the captain, uh, fights him. And they know each other. They know it's Steve and Tony. And there's a battle, and Steve tries to talk him out of doing what he's doing because it's going to leave the country unprotected, going to leave the people unprotected. Tony is unconvinced and decides, I, I got to do this. And he eventually does, and, you know, Cap the captain uh, can't stop him and is immobilized and unable to stop him from doing this. So it puts him, it pits Tony Stark against Steve Rogers. Now you're saying, wait a minute, isn't that the whole thing of Civil War? It is. So maybe this was the premise, this was the idea of the Genesis for Civil War later, the first Civil War, not the one we're currently under. Um, 
maybe that was where the Genesis came from. These two are on opposite sides of different ideas. And when you think about it, Tony's saying, I can't let this fall into other hands. Yeah, they're using it for good now, but what happens if somebody steals this? Then it's still out there. Now, in the age of the Internet, remember, this is 1987. So the Internet was military use only in, in universities. So we didn't think about the Internet. But think about this in, in the context of what's out there today. If you have the schematics, and we'll say that for lack of a better term, schematics for a circuit, and you put it in something, but you also have a copy of it on the Internet, there's no way really to eradicate it from the Internet. You couldn't actually do this because, yes, you can destroy the actual item, the physical piece, but once the knowledge is out there, it's really, really, really hard to remove it from everything. Now, they tried to update this Armor Wars in 2009 to varying degrees of success. Once you repeat the, the, the concept, it doesn't really work as well. But Tony's whole premise is they have no other circuits anywhere except on them at that moment. Kind of a ridiculous premise. But this whole thing leads to Tony faking his own death in an explosion in one of his armors. And Rhodey has to come to the rescue and, and protect him. So the question becomes, did, did this accomplish anything other than a seven-issue arc in Iron Man to sell books? Did, was it foolish for Tony to think his technology, which he knew had been stolen, was never actually used for bad? Really? I mean, all those years, you developed this stuff, and you started out as a weapons designer. You started out unliked by everybody. You created all this stuff, and you thought it was proprietary. It never struck you as odd that there was all these armored villains out there, that where did they get their technology? So it seems a little bit ludicrous to me to think it just came to this realization out of the blue, out of all of a sudden, like, whoa. Now, Tony had to resign from the Avengers because of all this, and it, it built this whole thing where he had to come back and, oh, that wasn't me, that was my bodyguard, that wasn't Tony. All this he, stupid stuff that was from back in the early days of Iron Man when nobody knew his Iron Man uh, except his closest confidants, and it was just his bodyguard. So I don't think the Armor Wars went far enough in the fact that the premise was interesting to start, but it didn't go far enough and it didn't change anything. There's still armored villains. You see what I'm saying? So if you go forward past June of 1988, there are still armored villains in the Marvel Universe. The Beetle, um, Doctor Doom, uh, and that brings up another question. Okay, so let's assume Doctor Doom didn't steal any of Tony's technology. In a universe where Iron Man exists, and Doctor Doom is this amazing engineer scientist, why does his armor look so clunky and Tony's look so sleek and sophisticated? Has anybody ever asked that question? Because I have, and I can't come up with a good reason. Tony's, he's got all the gadgets, all the widgets. Dr. Doom's armor has a blaster out of his hand. It seals so he can have oxygen and things like that. It's got boot jets, but they're not really sophisticated. Why is he so intelligent, or supposed to believe he's so intelligent, yet he never got that technology or never developed it on his own? It seems a little clunky. 
to think that that's possible in the Marvel Universe. But that's what you're expected to believe, that Tony exists and all of his stuff is his and somebody else has to develop their own. We know the st- famous Steve Jobs quote the, about uh, stealing technology. It's only, it's only theft if you don't improve upon it. Well, uh, you would think Dr. Doom could improve upon it because he's a genius as well. Uh, it, it's just a little bit suspicious. But it, the whole Armor Wars didn't go, didn't change the Marvel Universe. See, when I, when I think about uh, changing events, Civil War, the current Civil War, uh, Annihilation, Fear Itself, they need to change the universe in a different way. So it can't go back to status quo. And this has been my rub, and we've talked about this in the past, my rub with a lot of the events in comics. It's a moneymaker. If we change it too much, we lose revenue. If we don't change it enough, people question whether or not we've changed it at all. So you've got to change it so it's recognizably different. But it always seems to go back to the status quo. Tony came back to the Avengers. He and uh, Steve Rogers, Captain America, came back to working together for common good and and really forgetting all of their past issues. Even in the Civil War situation that comes up in 2005, the same thing happened. Captain America gets assassinated but eventually returns, and they're all copacetic with Tony. I mean, there's some rough edges, but effectively they go back to work together as, as Avengers. That's a problem in that it's not truly changed. If Tony's going to draw this line in the sand and destroy our national security by destroying the guardsman armor and going on this one-man vigilante rampage, then he has to be he has to be changed indefinitely. We're built upon our experiences, and his experience is this, and Steve Rogers' experience is Tony betrayed me, so therefore I have to get. Uh, we can't be buddies. Well, I'm never going to trust you the same way again. Okay. Now, the ironic thing is, in the Armor Wars, Tony is the uh, vigilante and Captain America is the law and order guy. And in Civil War, it's Tony who's the law and order guy and Captain America who's the vigilante and not going with the Mutant Registrate or the Superhero Registration Act. Something interesting, we'll talk about the Civil War uh, at another podcast, but something to think about. Do you want your, your characters to change for good, or do they grow and revert? And I think if you look at, if we model comics after ourselves and our experiences, we change forward. It's very hard to revert back to form unless you really didn't change. You know, it's with children, they say, I'm going to do better, I'm going to do better, daddy. But it doesn't mean they will. They want to try. But life experiences alter us. Whether we like that or not, life experiences alter who we are and what we become. And in the comics, sometimes that's lacking. And I wish there was a way to change something permanently that wouldn't be too earth-shattering that you you don't want to read it anymore, but enough earth-shattering that you say, ah, I have to uh, look at this a little closer and I have to enjoy this for the change that it is. Nobody likes change, but in comics, it's hard to get real lasting change. So that's Armor Wars. You can read it for yourself if you'd like. Again, from December 1987 to June of 1988, seven-issue arc. It does alter the perception of Iron Man and Tony Stark, but it doesn't have the lasting change that we would hope for. So I'm Chad. This is Comic Book Tales. 
please check out the other podcast on Hannah Tree Productions, H-A-N-N-A-H, productions.com. And you can check us out on Twitter at Hannah Tree Product Prod, sorry, H-A-N-N-A-H-T-R-E-E-P-R-O-D, Hannah Tree Prod. Thank you for joining us. I'll talk to you next time. Goodbye.